When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Deep Cuts Lost and Found. We are looking at round number 32. The year that we're looking at is 1999. I'm here with my very best friends from Needham High School. We all graduated together in 1987. I'm here with Rich Ayer, Rob Feldman, Derek Brain, Bill Federko, and myself, Thomas Golovich. This is Deep Cuts Lost and Found, finding great overlooked songs and sharing them with you. Welcome to the show. special guest tonight because um, Mr. Chris Nashawadi, who's normally one of our crew, is moving to California. So he is uh, in the midst of a major, major move. And we brought in Robbie Feldman as our, I don't know, our Chris Nashawadi for the night. Uh, how does it feel, Robbie? Welcome to the welcome to the show. And he's muted. <laughs> That's the story, at least, that Chris is just unavailable. Now, it's big shoes to fill. Um, we, we miss Chris, but I hope to hope to do him proud tonight. I think this is just some sort of negotiating ploy on Chris's part. He wants a bigger contract or something. He's like I holding think that's out. That's true. I think yeah, he wants a so featured. So if Rob can be the scab that's going to break this labor strike, then I'll I'm on. Lawyers, <laughs> lawyers are involved. I just want everyone to be. <laughs> well, we're looking at 1999. So you know, you're you're coming in at the turn of the millennium. Let's talk a little bit about sort of like what was happening. Like, Robbie, you want to give us a sense of like what was happening in your life in 1999 and whether you were listening to music much? It's a really good question. I have no memory of 1999. <laughs> and what I would say is it's the single worst musical year in my memory. He is Nash. I would have no. enjoyed coming for the 85 show, the 91 show, 95, but 1999 is the, the true stinker of, of all shows. Um, I had trouble too. I agree. We are losing listeners by the minute. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Start the show. There's always something though, you know, you just gotta, gotta dig. These boys are going to find the gems from 1999. And so there I'm excited go. to do that. See how I did that? I turned that around right yeah. there. Well done. Set the bar low and then up it goes. But in, in, in my life and in our lives, uh, we were probably, what were we, 30 years old in 1999-ish? Mm -hmm. Yes kind of transitioning out from uh, sort of youthful 20s into to serious adulthood. And uh, I was working um, at a law firm, not listening to enough music. So this was fun to go back and try to figure out what I missed in 1999. And I'm excited to hear some of your choices tonight, guys. I had my first kid in 1999. I mean, God, this is- Holy crap. Ever. Wow. Jeez. That's terrifying. As far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Derek, you're doing the uh, the history this week. Rhyme time. Well, I don't know if I'm really going to tell you what was happening, but <laughs> so yes, 1999, fear of Y2K was on the loose, and Fabio got hit in the face by a goose. <laughs> Good one. 
Do you guys, do you guys remember that? that yeah. Fabio? I don't. He was, that was he not was doing, the rhyme yeah. I anticipated. He got hired to be like, you know, the the first one of the first people yeah. to ride some like roller coaster in like bush gardens <laughs> and like happened to get hit in the face by a goose during that. Uh, inaugural ride. A flying goose. The goose was flying. There's a famous, famous picture of Fabio, like with a bloody face, sort of rolling in, looking very yeah. stunned. Um, I, do I loved see, it. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is coming back. I do remember but no, the bloody face. 99. It was a weird year. You know, the, the Clinton era was coming to a somewhat sordid end. You know, people were freaked out about Y2K. Pants were really big. Uh, you know, it was a crazy time. What um, did you say it was big? Pants, like there was wearing pants. pants. Wearing, wearing yeah, pants. like those jink, those jinko kind of uh, ravey pants. Um, oh. You don't remember those things? Par- giant pa- parachute pants. Pa- parachute pants. Well, you had your hammer pants. You had some hammer pants too. Oh, at the same those time. type of pants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, not hammer, right. but also these jinko jeans. Anyways, I'm not gonna do. I, I'm not gonna do a parade of terribleness uh, for '99 because there's always terrible things. So I'm just gonna hit upon some, some silly, you know, factoids, etc. Uh, some less silly than others, you know. Euro became common currency in the European Union. Union uh, Napster started. You know, I never, I was, I never did Napster. I was afraid of what? it. What? I didn't. I did not do it. I had lots of friends Get who out. downloaded everything in the world, but I somehow I didn't sleep for weeks. I, yeah, you, so you did that? Okay. Yeah, I stayed away from Napster, and I, I regret it at the time. I didn't. There was a hacking scandal where apparently you could uh, log into any Hotmail account by just uh, typing in eh to the password uh, line. Just what? E-H. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian scandal? It's true. I, no, it's true. You could just, uh, that's how you can get into anyone's Hotmail account for, for a little bit. They Might Be Giants was the first uh, band on a major label to recent enti- uh, release an entire album exclusively in uh, MP3 format. No way. That's a fun fun fact. The band Garbage had to cancel a show in Estonia when uh, Russian officials wouldn't let their gear out of the country because they thought they thought their gear was actually filled with garbage because they had the band's <laughs> name stenciled on everything. <laughs> that's funny. That's a good. That's <laughs> yeah. a good one. <laughs> uh, Tommy Chong was the first uh, person in America to receive a medical marijuana card when the state of California issued one for the famously stoned actor. That's not that's not shocking. <laughs> yeah, not not shocking if, if, at all. If anyone should get yeah, he's perfect. Yeah, it's anyway if anyone should get that honor, it should yeah. be Tommy Chong. And the uh, big mouth Billy Bass was introduced, which normally I really wouldn't care, but apparently Al Green said that he received more royalties from that fish singing "Take Me to the River" than any other recording of the song, which I, I think is, is kind of insane. <laughs> so films, I thought this was crazy. The Sixth Sense came out in 99. M. Night Shyamalan also had another movie in 99, which was he wrote the screenplay for Stuart Little. Did <laughs> the not know movie that. movie about a mouse. Weird year for Shyamalan. Equ- uh, equally creepy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Sixth Sense was great. You guys want to know what It happened? was. It was. No, I'm saying Stuart people. Little was creepy. <laughs> That's right. Actually, uh, I have a Stuart Little story, if you don't mind if I interject. Uh, I, was on, I was on a... You're killing I was on, Derek's rhythm, but fine. I was on a plane uh, coming back from a trip and uh, Stuart Little 2 was on. If you actually watch it, it's really emotional. And I got I got choked up and um, shed a tear over Stuart Little 2. Well, there was all the unfinished business of Stuart Little 1. 
Yeah, that's yeah. probably what it was. But I think people also always tend to cry on planes because apparently this is like XX oxygen or something like that. That's a good a point. That's what, that's what it was. That's, it was the I oxygen. It was, might, have, might have been that. I'm, I'm sure Nash would have had a Stuart Little story as well. It's, it's possible. <laughs> the Phantom Menace came out and uh, pissed off uh, Star Wars fans all over the world. You had your Matrix. That was a big, big movie that year. American Beauty, not really aged well, that one. Magnolia, Paul Thomas Anderson. TV, Sopranos uh, premiered. That was huge. Yeah, that was huge. Music-wise, you know, rough. You know, you had your, it was a real boy band year. You had your Backstreet Boys, a lot of Britney Spears, a lot of Christina Aguilera, Brandy, some Limp Biscuits, some Smash Mouths. It was rough. But you know, we will find we will find the bright spots. I will say I do have one sort of not even six degrees, like one degree of separation to the whole boy band world in 1999. My a song that was number three and possibly number one on a Billboard chart that year was uh, written and produced by my brother Dow, who had a huge hit called "Summer Girls" uh, by the band LFO. It was that Abercrombie and Fitch and Chinese food make me sick song, but it was a it was a very big song that year and was a great success for. Give it up for Dow. Yeah, that's cool. It was an important year for him and an important year for our family in that respect. You know, that was wow. that was a big deal when your your sibling you know essentially has a number one song in the charts. And lots of terrible other things happened in '99, but that's all I'm going to tell you about. Let's get to some right. music. Let's do it. Billy Federico, why don't you open up the show? You want me to go first? I would like you to go first. All right. I will go first. And I will choose a band that uh, could be called the Velvet Underground of Emo or perhaps the Television of Emo. They really get slapped with a bunch of different uh, these genres, math rock, post rock, emo, slowcore. Uh, the band is American Football. They had this great album in 1999 just called American Football. And then we're gone. They broke up. Really, they, they didn't think anything of it. 14 years later, 15 years later, they got back together because the album became kind of a cult thing, uh, became very popular. It's great. It's got a really clean approach. The guitars, really guitar lines that intertwine with one another. That's why I mentioned Verlaine. Um, television, it's kind of like uh, Lloyd and Verlaine, the way they, they work together. And uh, the song I'm choosing is called Never Meant. It's the uh, first song from the record. And like I say, it's just a, it's, it's sort of a post-rock song because it's... Uh, I don't even know if they strum the guitar at all in the song. It's just a lot of picking and, uh, like I say, guitar lines. Very, very clean. You can hear the bass. You can hear the drums. You can hear the guitars. And to me, it's just a real unique moment in 1999. Never meant by American football. Deep cuts.
Very nice. So how did you hear this first? Was this like a radio find or did you go to the record store? Yeah. Do you, do you know these guys at all? Any Not at all. Not at um, all. So they became kind of a big deal after they broke up. But literally, they made the album in 99, broke up. And then 15 years later, they were like, they, they'd become somewhat popular. They made a second album. <laughs> so they've actually made two albums since then. Are all called the same thing, American football. And they all have the same picture of this house in, I think, Champaign, Illinois, where, where they're from. I'm trying to remember how I first heard them. I, maybe it was through Napster. Billy, I think you misspoke. Yeah. You said American football. You mean American Music Club, right? No. No? Are, are you trying to poke fun? No, no it sounds a no, 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 no. Honestly, their name is American Football. It sounds like American Music Club. A little bit, mm. but no, I mean, the, these guys... I mean, I think they both had alternative tunings on their guitars, and then they just, I don't know, somehow these guitar lines interlock and weave and go around each other. I think it's great. Really beautiful, clean sound. Really cool. It's just weird how they, you know, made an album, then they're like, I don't know, I guess I'll just go to college or whatever, let's break up. And then they realized the album sold. And uh, like I say, 15 years later, they made another one. And they, they've since made two. Like I say, something, I don't know, post-rock, math-rock. I don't know, given the different tempos they use and the alternative tunings they use, it's not traditional, like, you know, blues-based rock and roll. Yeah, it's funny. It reminds me a little bit of, um, of the band Sparta, which was one of the bands that, when At the Drive-In ended, part of that band became Sparta, and the way that guy sings, and some of the instrumentation sounds was totally reminding me of Sparta, which, you know, came after these guys. I think, so. I think Slint was one of their uh, influences, too. Yeah, I could, I could, I could hear that. Nice. Cool. Well, I got, I got the next spot. So there was a lot of trash talk about uh, Massive Attack last week. So I kind of wanted Nash to- Nash is not here. Have at Nash it. Nash is not here. He's not here to defend himself. But Rich was I also thrown down on that. I came out to you defend did. them. Oh, you did. Oh, you oh, did. Oh, you did. For sure. I don't think I trash talked them. I just said I really liked them. <laughs> you said it does nothing for me. <laughs> well, there, there was no Massive Attack release in, in 1999. Thank God. I wanted to play- uh, <laughs> Man- uh, I wanted to play a track from uh, their record label. So they released, uh, they they had an album, uh, sorry, sorry, a record label they put together called Melancholic. And one of the bands that got signed to it uh, is a, a duo called Day One. This was just one of those records that kind of floated through the radio station and I just listened to it and it really grabbed me. It's two dudes. One of them is a vocalist named Philin Bjorn and a multi-instrumentalist named Matthew Hardwich. They're from Bristol out of the UK, which is also where Massive Attack are from. Kind of a weird hybrid of like hip hop and English folk. And I just found their music really compelling. So I'm gonna play a song called Bedroom Dancing. It's deep Cuts.
had stiletto boots First woman wedding, then honeymoon This girl that I thought I knew so well Didn't know her until we hit the hotel And we're on the dance floor By the seashore She said, these nights we dance together Is what I live for I said, what about before? Before these nights She said, ask me no questions And I'll tell you no lies I said, what about tomorrow? She said, what about tonight? Trust me, baby, it'll be alright, it'll be alright. And so we danced and danced and danced and danced and danced. So we danced and danced and danced and danced and danced all night. little duo nice I like that. now you've stolen rob's song he's gonna go to go back to the drawing board i know what is rob gonna do <laughs> <laughs> he's probably gonna have to choose dave matthews yeah i was hoping you were gonna play that i listened to that today when i was checking out people's picks and i was i thought it was really groovy and i was enjoying it i like this era this sort of that massive attack and like that sort of tricky stuff i, I like the way they produce stuff around this time yeah i should mention the producer was mario Soldado Jr., who also produced the Beastie Boys, and his you can hear his influence as well. Like oh, really? sure. Was Mario on this one? Yeah, Mario or produced later this one. record. Okay. Look at, you, look at you throwing around Mario. Like, I know I should know who that is. Who's Mario? I, I mean, certain Beastie songs are like Mario Beach. I don't know. He's like, he's name checked periodically. Yeah. He just Beastie goes by songs. Mario. He's like a soccer player. One name. Mario. I don't know. This is like Mario C tries to keep it clean. Something, something, something. I don't yeah, know. that's it. Mario Caldato. <laughs> Stay tuned for the bonus show where Derek will rap. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rich, you're up next. Where would you like to take us? Uh, yeah, 99 was a busy year. It was tough. I, I had to think a very narrow catalog of music to that I was listening to at the time. I moved back from Idaho to Seattle, got engaged on the way in a truck stop in Umatilla, Washington, got married. Do tell. Got married in July. So romantic. Started a, a started a, a business. What lot. Did you say you got engaged at a truck stop? Yes. Is that what you just oh, said? We never heard this story. We're hearing this for the first time on the podcast. You met your you met your wife at a truck stop, and it was planned. <laughs> you met your wife at nope. a truck stop. No, no, it's not no, what no, he no. said. No, no. <laughs> I just popped the question at a truck stop on the way yeah, back. Well, I mean, where else? I am a romantic of nothing else. <laughs> But I got married that year, started a business that year. It was very busy. So anyway, this assignment this week was kind of difficult to find that perfect gem to share with you guys. So I had to dig around. Uh, I remember the band Galaxy 500 started in the 80s, kind of into them a little bit. And then Luna, and I didn't really like them, but I, there was an album that came out in 99 by Luna. It's called The Days of Our Nights. Problem I have with Luna is the guy's voice. Careful, careful. I'm not a huge yeah, fan no, of it. You better tread lightly here with Derek. You know, you're talking, you're talking to Mr. Luna over here. I, I know, I know, I know. There's some songs that just get me the wrong way, but this song that I picked, I do like it genuinely. For me, it's a deep cut. May not be for you Luna fans out there, but <laughs> for Derek, I ended up settling on uh, on this song. So this is from. I think this is their uh, fifth album, Days of Our Nights. He's a Kiwi, born in New Zealand. I think moved to New York. They, they're East Coast, mostly. Really? Dean Wareham, yeah. I started in Boston, moved to New York. Moved to New York, but I, he was but born But you're saying in, he's originally from Australia? Born in New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Sorry. Yeah. 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 On this anyway. show, we don't care. 
about that yeah, different. It's, anyway, we're, well, I'm just doing that pandering for <laughs> our, our Australian listeners, trying to bring in the Aussies, New Zealand, Peace the, Kiwi, the Kiwis. I really I enjoy this song. Uh, this is Dear Diary by Luna. Deep Cuts. to vote it's pretty great let's go they do a cover of sweet child of mine on this album too which is i played that song i believe it was the covers yeah oh right if you paid any attention to the show was i there that week i may not have (laughs) i don't know i don't know yeah i love i love this record i have this on vinyl it's beautiful white vinyl it's one of those uh colored vinyl ones white it's real pretty really and rich obviously again pandering for the votes tonight going that's right always pandering. You're not pandering, you're not trying.
<laughs> Robbie, Robbie you get Pander to... away. Yeah, this right, is your first. You what you got? Your Feldman. first track. Nineteen ninety nine is a year. Robbie Feldman. What you got? Remember, it's all about who wins. Pandering is <laughs> my middle name. Um, well, let me. I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about my method. <laughs> oh Jesus! I, like I said at the beginning, at the top of the show, I found 90, 1999 to be really challenging, both because because I wasn't spending a lot of time listening to music and more importantly it's a wasteland of music that year uh so you know those two things <laughs> made it challenging but but there is an album you know you know you guys know me well if i'm nothing i'm, I'm a sucker for contractions and so my my song pick is from a is really from one album i did listen to over and over in 1999 and features a, a, a contraction it's my favorite song with a contraction, second to Ain't Talking About Love by Van Halen. It's a song of off of Californication, start to finish, great album, seminal album uh, from Red Hot Chili Peppers. The song is Road Trippin'. And the thing that made me want to pick this, in addition to this being an album that I listened to regularly in 1999 was, and really just for me, you know, solidified Red Hot Chili Peppers as a great band, was that I remember very vividly uh, sitting in Chris Nashawati's den watching, uh, probably 1985, watching the video for True Men Don't Kill Coyotes by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I remember being kind of like, you know, in, at that stage of life, being blown away by what Red Hot Chili Peppers were doing back in the mid 80s. So this song is the kind of opposite of that song. It, it's mellow, it's thoughtful, and I hope um, the listeners here enjoy it. It's called uh, Road Trippin' from Californication 1999 Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, the year is 1999.
I gotta say, like, I'm not a huge fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I'm so enjoying this song. So thank you. You've reinvigorated. Some nice, some nice guitar work by Frusciante on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like that I don't song. know. I gotta say, I kind of, I wasn't listening to them at this point. They kind of lost me after maybe Mother's Milk, I guess. Like, I was a huge, I loved Freaky Styly, Uplift Mofo Party Plan. You know, I really liked that stuff. And actually, I got to see them with, like, maybe 40 other people in like a, my dining hall in like 1988. Um, yeah, they came, they came to my undergrad and just played, you know, a show in Klein commons at Bard in front of just a few people. And it was insane. It was really good, an amazing show. And it was right. You know, Hillel Slovak was, was their Mm -hmm. guitar player before he passed away. It was, you know, it was something else, you know, that I got to see them in such a tiny place. It was, Unbelievable. I'm assuming there weren't a lot of shirts worn that night. Not a lot of shirts, but they weren't, you know, they didn't end up nude or anything. They were just, you know, they were just picking a paycheck and having a good time. Right. It was good. Well, Derek, you get to take the next spot. What is your pick for 1999, your first pick? 1999 was, I believe it was the year before I met my lovely wife, Danielle. And I did have a very awkward date with a German woman. In 1999, that um, you have Tom's attention. Well, but she brought uh, on the date. She brought a cassette tape that we played in my my Ford Ford Ranger as we were driving around to get dinner or what have you. And she played this band. And so while you know there wasn't necessarily a second date, she did uh, leave me with a with a band that I really left you with something better. Exactly, with the, with the band, and I loved it. It was great. This record from this band, the old 97s, it was their fourth record, uh, Fight Songs, their band out of Dallas, Texas. I've always really liked this particular song, and earlier and was pleasantly surprised, and actually not at all surprised, that it is actually based on a Raymond Carver short story called, uh, you know, What We Talk About When We Talk About Love. And, uh, you know, it's just one of these great kind of... Um, Alt country, well, it's sort of, I mean, it sort of has this really great kind of almost shuffle to it. But, you know, it's got that sad beauty to the lyrics and the music, but it's a really great song. So it's a song called What We Talk About by the band Old 97s. Keep cuts. Quiet, drunken talk 
super catchy reminds me a lot of like calexico and other bands that like have that great kind of southwestern storytelling style i can yeah, totally hear the raymond carver in it it's great oh, they're 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 terrific yeah they really are rhett, rhett miller you know sort of the driving force behind that band yep. primary songwriter yep. um really interesting guy and really a bright bulb i like him yeah i almost played time nice bomb pick. on one of our shows i can't remember which year that was a couple of years ago i think yeah oh, I yeah think so. i love it that's that's, yeah. that's great stuff yeah well billy we are at the yeah top of the deck i'm up and i'm gonna i'm gonna pull a derrick and take a sharp left turn i'm gonna Woo! turn completely away from the rock we've been playing and uh take an electronic turn actually mm. More trance techno stuff dance music specifically underworld from their uh, fifth record buco fish i think tommy first turned me on to these guys because tom used to make uh mixtapes and uh i'm fairly sure the first underworld song i heard at least in their electronic phase of their career was dark and long but mixed with i want to say the taking of pelham one two three tom you always used to put in snippets of that sounds about <laughs> right various movies it, it may have been Fletch, but I think it was Pelham taking one, two, three. I think it was from one, two, three. Because it was the train mix, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, so Tom would play Dark and Long, which is a, which is a great song from their uh, first kind of electronic record. Walter Matthau talking for no yes, reason. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I have a hard time hearing it without Walter Matthau. But um, anyways, mm -hmm. these, these guys, when you go way back, early 80s with uh, Fjord and the song Doot Doot, which was a great new wave song. And then they had a detour where they kind of were, I don't know, alternative rocking 
type stuff with Under the Radar. We both had that record, and yeah, it was like them in those the weird radar, little like, cowboy yeah, outfits. Yeah. It was not very good. And then they take this great turn in, in the 90s, um, become an electronic band, and um, really hit their stride in the clubs and, and whatnot. You know, really trance technos type stuff. And like I said, this is from Buko Fish, which is technically their fifth record, but really their third in their electronic record. And this is uh, something like a mama. Uh, and I just love Carl Hyde's lyrics. He sounds like a, a guru, you know, intoning, uh, you know, intoning a new mantra. Uh, the lyrics are something like a mama, the bull, something salty. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about, <laughs> but it's brilliant. And he does this on every song. He always has some absurd lyric, but it's great, especially the way he delivers it. So sit back, enjoy. It's something like a mama by Underworld. So glad that you played this record because I didn't want. I felt like I, if I played it, it was, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like I was ready to, to include this record, but I think it's such a great record. It's Darren Emerson kind of really coming to the fore on the band and really influencing them in a great way. And I got a chance to see them live a few times, and you would never think that 
you know, essentially three guys with one vocalist kind of puttering around on some computers would be interesting, but the live shows are riveting and transporting and among my favorite live performances. So anyone else see Underworld Live by chance? No, I haven't. I mean, it, it grew on me when it started and it was, yeah, something like, <laughs> I was like, it sounded but like, you know, what? somebody was playing a track for their drunk cousin Hal and like, just go, do, do whatever. What did man. he say? Yeah. What about the got, It got me by the end. I was yeah, on board. Huh? Yeah. It, it gets you and it doesn't let go. I'm yeah. ready to grab my clothes and head to the club right now. <laughs> yeah, right, well, where's my pacifier? Man. <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't know boy. where he gets the lyrics. I really don't. I mean, he just, uh, apparently he hears them like you'll be on a train or something and you hear a snippet of a conversation and he'll put it into a song or whatever. I mean, he does it on multiple songs, but um, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows Born Slippy, the nuts oh, of course. version yeah. from uh, Train Spotting. It was huge in that song. Uh, I mean, that movie. And that was kind of their, their, their big moment. I think that was 96. Uh, so this is the album just after that. Yeah, I mean, of electronic music and dance music, the these guys are my band. I really like. Yeah, them. well, I remember you got me also into Junior Boys. Junior Boys. Junior Boys band. are great. Yeah, yeah, from Canada. And they also kind of have an interesting hybrid of being sort of like almost rock format with electronic instrumentation. So it's sort of like bridging the worlds a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I remember just you know constantly being excited by them again. Thanks to yours. Yeah, I wish they I wish they'd put out new music. They they haven't. Thank you, Tommy. Like I say, I think you were the one who introduced me first to Underworld. Happy to pass it on. Well, it's also my spot next. So I will continue with sort of rock bands moving into electronic music with uh, Ian Brown. Ian Brown was the uh, the lead singer of um, Stone Roses. Mm -hmm. A very, I think, charismatic singer and a really interesting. He put a second solo record out. He called it Golden Greats, which is great. It sounds like a greatest hits record, but it's not. It's all original material. It was written as apparently while he was, quote, imprisoned for two months following a fracas with a flight attendant. So apparently he was given house arrest and he wrote the, this album uh, under house arrest. Um, I love the instrumentation of it. It's really kind of very uh, exploratory and interesting, very much outside of the Stone Roses that we know and love. And it was an exciting new direction. So I'm going to play a track called Neptune. It's Ian Brown. It is Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. The year is 1999. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not left this Neptune. Without ever 
Ladies and gentlemen, on our right we have Mars. to describe his uh, experience under house arrest. But uh, I love the the bass playing on it. It's uh, a guy named um, Sylvan Richardson, who was also the co-writer of the song. Simon Volstencroft, who was in The Fall, is one of the drummers oh, featured yeah. on the yeah, album. Yep. Did Ian Brown make any other solo records or is this the only one? I think he made a few, right? Yeah, I think so. It's a good question, though. This is the one that kind of grabbed me. I, I, really I never listened to his solo stuff. I, you know. After Stone Roses, I didn't really pay much attention, but uh, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it holds up pretty well. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I think next up is Mr. Richard Eyre. Nice oh, pick, Tony. Richard. I think I Thank am. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to stay down under, but I'm shifting us away from the Technica dance music a little bit. First solo album for Roland S. Howard, played with Nick Cave, My Birthday Party. I don't think he was in The Bad Seeds, but it, he played it in my birthday party so this is a lot mellower sort of a kind of a cool exterior brood cool brooding exterior but there's a there's a kind of a white hot burning molten core to his music i think sounds very hot <laughs> it's it's hot but there's a cool exterior nice good callback to uh, pretty big nicely done anyway the song this is the album is called uh, teenage snuff film the track is autoluminescence and enjoy. It's Roland S. Howard. The song is Auto Luminescent, and it's 1999. Deep cuts. Throughout 
Robbie Feldman, where do you want to take us? I want to take you where you want to go. You know, my my <laughs> next <laughs> that me? My, my, my my choice for 1999. Um, like my, the my best Uber driver is 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 really one for you guys because I'm not a huge Dave Matthews fan, but I know you guys <laughs> you are. God damn, and, bastard! And, and I, we and let no, you into this show, and this is how you repay us. He's destroying the show. Nash asked me to play a Dave Matthews song. I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for uh, for on request. Chris Nashawadi. No, this song is from 1999, live at Luther College. Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds put on a put out a double album in 1999 from a live concert, which actually uh, took place in 1996. So you know, I hope oh boy, you are pulling a Nash. Are you yeah, really yeah. making us listen to Dave Matthews band? Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me let me just say a bit about this song. Jared. From '96, that, even. God, no, no, no. It. It's a 1999 release, and it's one it's one we can all relate to. This is a beautiful song. It's called "Little Thing," and if you listen to it, and Tommy, you really need to get past three minutes and thirty seconds here. To, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Uh, not sadly, I'm not kidding. We're not going to last that long. Have you listened to this show? For your <laughs> listeners, for your listeners who appreciate the kind of music you guys enjoy, Dave Matthews, <laughs> get to get to three minutes thirty seconds. It's a song about a chance, a chance encounter, and you you guys know that moment where you you have a chance encounter with someone, and then you wonder, was this the one? Was this a moment that this my life could have? Paltrow movie. And then you realize it's Dave Matthews and you say, nah, I wasn't. Yeah, no, I know you can all relate to this. It's a, a really great song. I encourage all your listeners uh, to listen, to check it out. It's off of Live at Luther College. Uh, the song is Little Thing. And it's Dave Matthews with the brilliant Tim Reynolds. Check it out for all you guys who enjoy Dave Matthews. <laughs> it's deep cuts. <laughs> So, um, so we've been doing this, uh, 
this tour, I guess this is a fifth show we've done, Tim and I. And I... And, uh... So this little song's been growing out uh, while we've been playing, sort of. It's a little story. And the little story, I was in New York City, and uh, I was walking down the street. Trying to find the place I was going. I can't remember where I was going now, but... Because I met this girl, and I asked her directions, you know. And she was... She was tiny, you know. And she was she wasn't young, she was just tiny. And uh, so I asked her directions. And she said, Oh, that's the way down there, you walk over there, go down there, you walk over there, you go down there, and then you're there, something like that anyway. So uh, but I walked about ten paces away and I was thinking Really? So okay, okay, okay. So can we stop this, please? No. Why do no. you? Why do you? Why do you hate Dave Matthews? Why do you hate Dave Matthews? Tell me. It's it. Let's 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 have it out. Because it's just the worst derivative frat boy kind of derivative stuff. Like what? I don't understand why you played this. Song. What are you doing? I think your listeners would appreciate appreciate. I was willing Dave to Matthews. give it a shot. <laughs> I. I don't really know what happened in this show. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. You know, guys, uh, I, I will stand by Dave Matthews as a really talented artist who, who's produced a great catalog that it may not fit the show exactly in terms of what you guys do. But I'd encourage you to listen to this song. Check it out. Check out this let's, live at Luther College album. It's, let's, it's, let's go back into this thing. Let's let's give Robbie a chance. I think that all right, probably all right. made a good point. God, man. Yeah. Does he stop, stop talking at some point? And then he does, does talk, the song yeah. start at some yeah. point? Yeah. Okay, because okay. that's something to keep <laughs> Can we mind. fast forward to three minutes and just listen to the... I was going to say, we're in the Does he stop giving directions? <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Reaches out through my head The look of you, the sound The way you cackle to me song actually people don't know this was written by doubt not gonna do it what do you this is written by doubt brain uh <laughs> <laughs> all right all right guys i i i, I will say i feel like aston kutcher is about to jump out from 50 million people can't be wrong dave matthews i i stand by this it's a great a great uh double album that i encourage all you listeners to is this out. some sort of andy kaufman bit you're doing what is going on i don't understand what this, what this is it's okay it's okay you guys i i get it it's 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 too lowbrow i get it but i uh i think your listeners 50 million of your listeners are with me <laughs> this could be the most popular show we've ever done. So on that note, <laughs> Derek, you get to close out the show. <laughs> how would you Good like luck, to? Uh, how would you like to steer us uh, forward from here? Oh boy, nineteen ninety nine is the year. Okay. Um, 
right. Yeah, it feels like coitus interruptus. I hear you, Dave. Um, <laughs> um, all right, it's so podcast uh, version of it. Yeah. So Ada, yeah. sometimes you have a band that's uh, a local band that you that you love that you just can't quite understand why they're not more popular than they are, and you know you just don't see why they aren't getting the kind of radio play that other bands are. And this is, you know, one of those kinds of bands. This is a, a Boston band called the Sheila Divine, uh, led by Aaron Perino, the singer-songwriter. In 99, they put out a record called New Parade. I really liked it. I saw these guys a bunch of times. I really, I really love, you know, they had a couple of really great records. Started another band called Dear Leader later. They're really huge in Belgium for some reason. It's a, it's a really great song. They just have this sort of like expansive, emotive, sort of overwrought, but in the best way. Uh, sound. This is a really great Boston band called the Sheila Divine. The song is Hum from their record uh, New Parade. Deep cuts. track there <laughs> very nice yeah they're a great band i really like them well let's let's turn to uh further listening billy why don't we open up with you sticking in the uh vein of uh post rock i'm gonna go with a recommendation of sam precop who uh, put yes. out his debut record in 1999 he was with the sea and cake 
a great band. I don't know if folks know them, but um, real uh, minimalist sound. It's distinct, uh, delicate, hard to describe. And unfortunately, <laughs> on a podcast, it's hard to do that without playing the song. But uh, I recommend you listen to this on maybe a Sunday morning or maybe really late at night before you go to bed or something like that. Uh, it's really beautiful stuff. And it's uh, it's a little bit jazzy. The time signatures are a little different, but it, it, it's real pretty uh, melodic stuff. Uh, Sam Precop from his uh, debut record. Perfect. Uh, Derek, what would be your suggestion for further listening? 1999 is the year. I'm going to recommend uh, the Magnetic Fields record 69 love songs. Just a really kind of amazing accomplishment. The story is that uh, Stephen Merritt was in like a gay piano bar somewhere and listening to some, the piano player just playing through a whole bunch of Sondheim songs and decided that he really needed to get into musical theater. And that the way to do it was to write this like compendium of love songs. And uh, I think he was going to write a whole bunch more, like a hundred love songs, but ended up, you know, just hitting on 69 love songs. Um, sexually expressive 69 number. Yeah. I think so. But, you know, it's, it's, you know, he said himself, it's not necessarily an album about love, but about love songs. Um, and he really sort of messes with the forms and a lot of it. it it's really kind of incredible accomplishment. And really something worth checking out. It's Magnetic Field, 69 Love Song. Here, here. Very nice. Uh, Rich, what would you recommend? 1999 is the year. Further listening. I know I haven't played any North Pacific Northwest bands tonight, so I think I'll recommend... Thank God. You got to do it. <laughs> Riot Girl Band, uh, Sleater Kinney from mm -hmm. Olympia, Washington. Uh, their fourth album, great album, Carrie Brownstein, Corin Tucker... They sort of interweave their guitars and vocals throughout the album. You guys should check it out. I, I really like this album. Uh, the album's called The Hot Rock. Nice. nice. Robbie Feldman, further listening, 1999. Do you have another Dave Matthews live album? Nope, 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 nope. Uh, I, stand, I stand by all of, my, all of Nash's Dave Matthews picks. Um, this, this album is not an album I listened to in 1999, but it was recommended to me recently. And it's from 1999, and it was recommended to me by none other than Thomas Golubic. And I had asked mm -hmm. him for an album for a sound that, if you know you're hosting, um, you're hosting a party, you have some people over. What makes you seem really cool? A great sound, sort of like <laughs> like lo-fi dubstep, something in that kind of sound. And he recommended to me Nightmares on Wax and the. Uh, Car Boot Soul album from 1999 is really a great ambient sound if you kind of have a gathering and you want to just have something on the background to really chill to. It's 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 really worth listening to. And and thank you, Thomas, for that recommendation. I didn't know Nightmares on Wax before you you uh, turned me on to it, and I, I've really enjoyed them. Oh, thanks, buddy. That's really nice to hear. Sucking up for the vote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good pandering. Well done. My recommendation is the Handsome Boy Modeling School, which was a super fun project. Uh, it was basically Dan the Automator and Prince Paul doing a concept, a hip hop concept record. They were taking snippets from skits from Chris Elliott's very short lived HBO series, Get a Life, all about sort of being a male model. And Wait, uh, what? Yeah, I know. That's it's what a that nutty record, record was about? How did it with Chris Elliott? <laughs> it literally was like Chris Elliott. It was a skit that Chris Elliott did, and they took it as an entire hip-hop concept record. So oh, no. 
samples okay. from that. Have you thing. heard it? I love that record. I know it. It's <laughs> great. Like the, the records. Uh, that wow. the, <laughs> the guest list is amazing. Wow. It's like Brand Nubian, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, Mio Hattori from uh, Chibomato, Mike D from Beastie Boys, Kid Koala guests on it, LP from Run the Jewels, um, DJ Shadow is on it, Sean Lennon is on it, and even Father Guido Sarducci. So if you want a record that is <laughs> truly <laughs> unusual <laughs> and really fun, it's kind of great. It's called, it's the Handsome Boy Modeling School is the name of the project. The album is called So How's Your Girl? Um, and uh, strongly recommended. It's sort of That's an awesome. oddball 1999 record. That I think you just listed like 50 yeah. artists, like um, just randomly chosen. Yeah. It's a good it, record. I remember that one. It was fun. It's, a, it's really, really fun. So and of course, Father Weird of Sarducci. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, first of all, we want to have a, a big uh, thank you to Paolo Grassini for basically yes, producing this you, show. Gigawatts is our new platform. We are really enjoying uh, this new collaboration. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. If you want to reach out and let us know how we're doing, you know, pluses and minuses, we'd love to hear it. Uh, social media, Billy, give us a quick overview where you can find sure, us. Sure, check us out on the gram, Twitter while it lasts, Facebook, <laughs> uh, Deep Cuts Lost and Found. And also, if you want to listen to more, check us out on Patreon where we will do a bonus round. So check us out on Patreon too. And one of the fun things of this show is we get to do a vote at the end of the show. No one is allowed to vote for their own song. They're voting for what they think is the most compelling deep cut of the evening. Somebody else had played. So you let me quickly go through. Dave Matthews, Rob. <laughs> what? What? Let's rattle off what we got on the list. So Billy opened the show up with uh, American Football. Never Meant is the song from their self-titled debut. I came in with Day One. Bedroom Dancing is the name of the song from Ordinary Man on the Melancholic label, Massive Attack's record label. Rich came in with Luna's Dear Diary from The Days of Our Nights. Robbie came in with Red Hot Chili Peppers and a track called Road Trippin' from their album Californication. Derek played the old 97's What We Talk About from uh, the album Fight Songs, a Raymond Carver reference in the title and I think in the lyrics as well. Billy came in with Underworld, Something Like a Mama from Buco Fish, I'll, I'll pronounce it the French way, I guess. And I came in with Ian Brown from The Stone Roses, his second solo record. Neptune is the name of the song from Golden Greats. Rich played Roland S. Howard. Luminescent is the song from Teenage Snuff Film. Don't recommend Googling that. Rob came in with, and, and basically shut the show down with Dave Matthews Band, Little Thing, live at Luther College. <laughs> you could hear the record scratch. Bold choice from Robbie Feldman. Just fantastic. Uh, Derek came in with the Sheila Divine and the song Hum. To close out the show, that album is called New Parade. Is everybody ready to pop into the chat what is their uh, pick of the deep cut of the night? Yes. Sure. Yes, sir. Matthews is with two T's. <laughs> two T's. Yeah. Runaway. Together. Two T's. Yeah. All right. On a one, a two, and a three. Two vote for old 97s. Well done. All right. So, Derek. Derek, Derek Bryant, wins it yes. for old 97s. Right. Nice. He's overcome with emotion. I know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's a clip. I don't know what to say. Thank the little people. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> that brings to a close one of the more messy editions Merciful, of. Uh, mercifully. Mercifully closing. Deep cuts, lost and found. It is round 32. Uh, 1999 has been the year. 
Uh, I'm Thomas Golovich. I'm here with Bill Federko, Derek Brain, Rich Air, Robert Feldman sitting in for Mr. Chris Nashawadi, who is presently moving boxes. We'll be back again, uh, I think, in a couple of weeks and looking forward to seeing you all. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you like our show, please let us know on uh uh, what is it? Uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Just say nice things. <laughs> we'll catch you all later. Chris, please Peace. come back. <laughs> Over and out.